0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the revival of the Women in Economics Initiative podcast, in which we cover the latest research in gender economics and inspiring career paths of female and non binary economists. I'm Jelena, the events coordinator of the Women in Economics Initiative, and your host this season. Today, I'm joined by our content coordinator, Ella. Both of us are very excited to welcome Socrates. Majune to the podcast uh, to give us an insight into his database on tracking the work of Kenyan economists. Hello, Socrates. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello, Ella. Hello, Jelena, Thank you very much.
0: It is really a pleasure to have you here today as a guest. So, to warm ourselves a bit, to warm up the conversation, Uh, Can you please introduce yourself to our audience and um, tell us a bit about your general work?
1: Thank you very much. I am a Kenyan national uh, and I am a teacher. I lecture at the Department of Economics of the University of Nairobi. And at the same time, I'm a PhD student at the same university. Uh, My thesis is on uh, international trading services, which it's just on the tail end I'm about to complete it. On the other front, I'm a 2022 young professional at the World Trade Organization where I'm attached to the economic research and statistics division. Thank you.
2: We're very excited to have you. Um, so we would love if you would be willing to share more information with us about this Kenyan database you have created. It's something that we think is pretty fascinating. We. Love to hear more about it.
1: Many thanks. Uh, um, one thing I would like to mention quite frontly is uh, at the University of Nairobi, I teach uh, history of economic thought, and I also teach uh, institutional economics, which have really, really influenced me to create uh, this database. So in a nutshell, I describe this database in three ways. So the first way is purely to uh, just describe, uh, what are some of the, uh, how did the idea of the database come about? And then I'll also describe the, um, the structure of that database. And then to ha- give a small, um, information about uh, the composition of the team.
2: Thank you, Socrates. That sounds like a perfect structure to first talk about how the database came about. Um, then what the structure of the database is, and we would very much love to hear more about the team who has helped contribute to this research.
1: Many thanks. Uh, so this project idea of this database was uh, influenced by two things. So the first thing is uh, my own interest in uh, history, and that's why I teach history of economic thought at the University of Nairobi. And this interest has been there since uh, my time in high school. I was uh, widely referred to as a guy who loves history in high school. So (laughs) that's the interest that is there. Um, The second uh, motivation has been uh, one key thing that I realized when I interacted with uh, some of my own students. So there's a student of mine who invited me to be a keynote speaker of his uh, graduation in 2019. So I talked, uh, one of the things he had requested me to talk about is... um, some of the eminent uh, economists, uh, what exactly do economists do. So I didn't know subconsciously that a lot of the economists that I listed there are men. So until one parent approached me after the speech and asked me, "Um, with this, whatever you've said, how do you want me to encourage my daughter to actually do economics? So it really kept me thinking so, so, so much. And um, uh, one of the things I realized is Possibly it's because no one is telling us who are these people who have done work in Kenya, or rather who are even these women who have done work in economics uh, from whichever place of the world. So those are the two things that really motivated me to come up with the project idea. Onto the structure of the database. So this database uh, tracks uh, respective uh, papers, and in this case, respective journal papers. And in this case, it describes these papers in three ways. So the first way is that it gives us an idea of the profile of the authors. And by profile here, you get to know their name, their gender, their nationality. Specifically, we are interested in those who are Kenyans uh, versus those who are not Kenyans. Uh, their institutional affiliation and also the institutional rank, where they are teaching at, especially for universities. The other part is to give us the paper characteristics of the paper itself. Uh, What's the title? What is the journal where it's published in? Uh, What is the rank of that journal? So in this case, we use the ABCD ranking. Uh, I think it's called the Australian uh, ranking, uh, Australian Business School ranking. And then we also have, of course, the year of publication, uh, the scope, whether the paper is only capturing data on Kenya loan, or it was a panel data. Um, The JEL classification to give us an idea of uh, what field which uh, this paper is. And uh, afterwards we ended up with uh, close to 9,704 papers.
2: That's a lot of work to get through.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And uh, this from uh, 426 journals, which we found had published something on Kenya. And this data is moving from 1960 to uh, September of 2021. As for the authors, there are about uh, 20,000 authors. Uh, That's just like the top line. uh, What what I've seen from the data set.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say I think that's really impressive. I've done some brief research in um, kind of citation analysis, and I know a lot. While there are a lot of great databases for finding this information to go all the way back to 1960, is quite difficult. So that time span you have is actually quite impressive because many of these databases, we always think of like Google Scholar and I think Web of Science Scopus, I know one of them only goes back to I think the 1970s. So for you to have found that information is very impressive.
1: Sure, thank you. And then one of the things is we realize that uh, it's also about the team and that's thanks to the team that is there. So I have a team of uh, three of my students so two of them have already graduated, and then one of them uh, will be graduating this year. So this team is comprised of uh, one who is called uh, Mr. Davis Mwania, who graduated in 2019. Uh, his colleague also is called uh, Tony Juma, who graduated through in 2019. And then we have uh, one lady who is called uh, Faith Kasila, who is currently in her fourth year at the University of Nairobi. I know it would be good to also know how exactly did I, arrive at selecting this team. So this team is part of the students or part of my students who have uh, won awards in my own classes. So what I do is in my classes, I give um, a review of journal papers on a weekly basis, which I are not really graded, but I give feedback to students to give them an idea of what I would like them to do so as to develop them to be researchers. At the end of the day, at the end of the semester, I grade a term paper. So a lot of these students, the three, the three students, that I've said, are part of the teams which have, in their own respective semesters, where I'm teaching, uh, actually won awards. And to me, it gives me also an idea that uh, these students are likely to be interested in uh, history of economic thought. That's Thank
0: impressive. Thank you, Jelena. <laughs> Yes. That's really impressive. Uh, I mean, I I really like this technique and thanks for sharing it with us because I will start teaching in the next semester. So that could be one way of finding future research assistants and also trying to find out who out of of those students who are in the class would actually be interested in in doing research. And I think it's also a great incentive to... For students to somehow have some kind of competition and uh, yeah, yeah compete and against each other, that's awesome.
1: And the information is actually public. If you go to my website, I think if you put my name, then you look for Google Scholar. Uh, sorry, for Google Sites, or if you go to my CV, I think if you go to my own webpage, you if you check the respective courses I've been teaching. Somewhere under awards, you will see the students who have been winning these awards, and I hope it also builds their reputation as uh, potential uh, researchers.
0: That's really brilliant. Thanks for sharing that with us.
1: Thank you.
2: That's really great. As a recent bachelor's graduate, if I'd had the opportunity to have my name put on my professor's Google site, that would have given me a lot of
0: motivation. Sure. I was really amazed with the amount of work you have put into developing this database. I mean, to have 20,000 authors, that's, that's really a huge thing. Uh, but um, yes, so you have collected the results over the past couple of years. Database is going to be finalized very soon and released hopefully. And then um, can you please let us know um, what are the first insights that you got after looking into the data that you have you have collected? How are papers mentioning Kenya published? Also, do let us know um, what are the rankings of Kenyan authors. So we are we are very curious to find out uh, first impressions from the data set, the dataset you have created.
1: Okay, thank you very much uh, for that. So um, with regards to your question, I prefer to first talk about um, general, in terms of the authors that are there, who exactly are these people who did it without really going into gender. And then later on, I think uh, you have be interested in knowing now what exactly have women been doing uh, in terms of uh, economics in Kenya. Absolutely.
0: So, that will be brilliant.
1: Thank you. So top of the mind, I can see that um, uh, there's a lot of uh, male domination in terms of publication in Kenya. And this has been about uh, 80% of the authors in Kenya have actually been uh, men, meaning that roughly around uh, 20-19% of the authors are women. And this has, of course, been improving with time. Because some time back, like in the 60s, you will find close to 100 percent of the authors were actually men. Uh, in the 70s, close to 90 something percent of them were actually men. The other thing is that uh, the number of authors has also been uh, has also increased uh, from as low as uh, below 10 authors uh, in the 1960s to as much as uh, close to 1,600. Uh, In the recent years, around uh, 2018, 2019, you find about 1,600 authors at least have published on Kenya. The other thing is that uh, we find that Kenyans actually do not publish about their country, or Kenyan authors actually are very, very few (laughs) who have published about the country. And by this I mean uh, from the 1960s, uh, according to the records, uh, we don't see any Kenyan who published in the area of economics uh, on Kenya. Uh, in the 70s, we see 2%. Uh, in the 80s, you also see 2%. 1990 to 99, we see 5%. And then 2000 to 2009, 4%. And then uh, from 2010 up to date, it's just about 4%. Meaning that a lot of the people who publish on Kenya are actually uh, non Kenyans. And it also means that a lot of external researchers have uh, have interest in publishing on kenya that's what we are seeing the other thing is that uh, we find that uh, a lot of the papers that have been published on kenya have been uh, more of in a panel setup whereby we see 88 percent of them are in a panel setup just 12 percent are actually on kenya specific uh, or rather purely on Kenya. In terms of the journal ranking, we see that um, close to 50% of uh, journals in Kenya are published in A star and A rated journals. This gives an idea that uh, a lot of these publications are actually in uh, top journals. And then the remaining B and uh, C rated journals, these are according to the ABCD rankings of the journals. uh, make now close to 49% of it. But of course, the results are quite different if you now go to nationality-specific, if you're just interested in seeing uh, where exactly do Kenyans themselves publish. And when you do that, you realize that um, just about uh, um, 60% of Kenyans publish in B and C-rated journals, and then very few of them have actually published in uh, the top-top journals so that also gives us an idea of uh, where exactly is the quality of uh, kenyan researchers or rather kenyan economists Where exactly do they publish their work um you might be interested in knowing what exactly do what are the topics that uh, most people write on um uh, a number of the researchers uh, who write on kenya uh, focus on agriculture and natural resources um, this is followed by international economics It's followed by economic development, topics on innovation, technology change, growth, uh, topics on health, economics, education, welfare.
2: I was gonna ask, were you surprised by this area of topics when you came across this data or did you think it made sense based on some of your studies you've done in Kenya or maybe some of your colleagues?
1: I think um, It made sense for me Um, when I look at the total level, especially that aspect of uh, agriculture being dominant. The agriculture sector Mm -hmm. in Kenya is uh, quite important, the GDP of the economy. Uh, Health economics has also been picking up. And then, of course, macroeconomics and monetary economics is also part of the topic that I'm seeing but the biggest surprise will be when I now talk about what women exactly publish on Kenya. I was a bit shocked when I came to.
2: That was the surprising
1: factor. Yes. Very surprising. So that's what I I can say in general. And then of course, uh, most of the authors, some of the top journals that are rather predominant journals that I see most people publishing in are, for instance, the Journal of Development Economics, uh, World Development, and then the World Economy, those are some of the journals which most uh, authors publish. I don't know that you have any question before I tell you about uh, what women exactly write on. In no, Kenya.
2: I think that was pretty interesting and it was interesting to also hear your interpretations of it and that you didn't find it surprising that those were the areas of study uh, most Kenyan economists were working in. Um, but I am intrigued to hear now what you think about your findings on women in economics within Kenya, because I think, as you said, that was something you found surprising. Um, And especially because, as you'd said kind of at the beginning, it was realizing that there weren't a lot of women for you to kind of share and talk about as role models within Kenyan economics. That was one of your inspirations for this project. And this is something we've said within we before, but that transformation starts with data. So within this data you found, where do you think things are heading? What did you find the most interesting or surprising thing about it.
1: Okay, many thanks. So some of the things that I found was, uh, of course, just to remind you what I already said, uh, the overall authorship of women is on average around 19%. That's from 1960 to 2021. But if you now look at the authorship of women among Kenyan economists, it's just 26% meaning is just slightly above what we find in general, uh, the overall data set. And now if we go to specific uh, topics, we find that uh, in the overall data, when you only look at uh, female economists, about 16% have their studies purely based on Kenya. But then if you look at the Kenya-specific female economists, the number is about 73% meaning that uh, a lot of the economists who are Kenyan, uh, of Kenyan origin, who uh, ha- prefer to write on Kenya, mostly write on Kenya alone. The other thing is uh, in terms of uh, publications, um, in general, we find that um, uh, from the old dataset, about 49% is, of the authors uh, published in A and ESTA rated mm-hmm. journals which is good, but when you look at the Kenya-specific uh, authors alone, we find that uh, these are close to three-quarters of them publishing low-rated journals, that's uh, B and sister rated journals. So just roughly a few of them, just about 22% of them publishing A or S star rated journals according to the ABCD mm-hmm. ranking. In terms of topics, what I told you I was... Uh, quite shocked. So in terms of these topics, I compared what uh, the overall female economists publish versus mm-hmm. what just the Kenyan-specific authors are publish. So one of the key things is um, more uh, female economists in Kenya write on uh, agriculture. That's about 40% of them mm-hmm. compared to about 20% for the overall dataset for women. Mm-hmm. There you find that... Uh, from the overall deficit, we have close to 16% of women write on international economics. But then just about 1% of women in Kenya write on international economics, which was quite surprising for me. Um, other topics which uh, I got some surprise are topics related mm-hmm. to economic development and innovation. Almost half of the Kenyan female economists, the number that we see is that From the overall data set, we have over around 11% of them. But for Kenyan-specific researchers, females, it's just about 5%, which means it's almost half what people write on it. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there are some topics which you we rarely found uh, women uh, economists writing on, Mm -hmm. partly uh, issues to do with the history of economic thought, Law and economics is also another topic that very few women are published on, whether they are Mm -hmm. Kenyans or 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 or, uh, non-Kenyans. And then, in general, what we find is if you compare the macro topics versus the micro topics, uh, more women Mm -hmm. actually write on microeconomics, micro topics, over macro topics. Not only in Kenya, but also in general.
2: In general, so. Hearing these statistics and these numbers that you've given out, I get the impression it sounds like most women Kenyan economists are writing specifically about Kenya, and they are more focused on kind of what what research can they do that may help kind of internally and nationally within Kenya. Is that kind of a sense you also
0: got?
1: Yes, yeah. yes, that's what uh, I'm. I'm also getting.
0: And I do really hope that uh, the government actually is in touch with the econ- economists in, in Kenya um, analyzing all those results and uh, accepting suggestions uh, people give for policy because it is really exceptional to, to have huge body of literature devoted to analyzing the situation in the country, analyzing um, causes of, of, of some phenomena. So and, and I would say that I was not 100% surprised because based on my short experience in economics so far, um, I think that women do really pick uh, topics which are really close to their hearts and uh, very often close to their environment they're working in, living in, and that uh, motivation for most of us women uh, but I would say, in general, economists is to try to improve um, the world that is around us. So I would say that really goes well, well along the lines that uh, that I have in my mind for for female economists. And it's it's wonderful that you have documented. Um, And and those things, I mean, it's a huge start, and I really wish that every country had such a database that we could uh, actually compare and do lots of interesting comparisons uh, between, between countries. But this is just the beginning of your project, and this beginning is very fascinating. But you did share with the prep talk with us that you have huge plans for the future. Uh, would would you be willing to share some of those with us? And I think that it would be very interesting for, for our audience to hear. Uh, once the data set is released, how will they be able to use it, and what for?
1: Okay, thank you very much, and uh, thank you. Very, so again, thank you for the sentiment. So I have a lot of uh, big plans for this uh, project. So of course, I have a short term plan, medium term plan and also a long-term plan. So for the short-term plan, the key thing is to update this uh, database, uh, preferably on an annual basis, uh, just to have an update so that uh, we keep it going and uh, also growing, and give researchers a lot of uh, insights with it. But then in the medium-term plan, the thing is uh, we plan to have the database uh, subscription based for instance, uh, The way we have the EconLIT database, I think so, which is subscription-based. So whatever amount of money that we get is what is used to now, for instance, in the medium-term plan is to give grants to students who, or rather researchers who are interested in working in this uh, area, just to understand economics, who are the people in economics, and then uh, aspects of uh, we've been having a lot of Discussions of uh, discrimination and inequality in economics. People were interested in that. We hope that to give grants to them uh, to build uh, this database. That is in the long term. In the short term, the other short term plan is to also be able to sponsor our travels and also, of course, accommodation for students and also researchers to uh, attend conferences of this kind and also to those whose uh, papers have been accepted in uh, conferences to be able to at least present. But then in the long run, uh, which is the biggest dream that I have for it, is to expand this database to other countries, preferably in uh, developing countries. A lot of the databases that that are there give a lot of uh, uh, description of uh, what we have for developed countries. But then for developing countries, it's quite missing. So the vision is to have a a replication of these kinds of databases in uh, many countries. And purely to have it, uh, for instance, the way we have uh, the WTO where I am working at has its own databases. Uh, We have uh, GTAP, which is purely dedicated to international trade. It has this database, uh, everything, that kind of organization is what I look forward to in the future. So, in terms of uh, access, as I've said, we intend to make the database uh, subscription based, which means uh, there's some fee which will be charged to access uh, the database. But uh, we intend to provide just a descriptive uh, statistics, uh, just a top line results, uh, which will be posted on a dedicated database, uh, uh, sorry, dedicated website on my own personal website. So, we'll create Part of it, you'll find that uh, just a site on my website which will be dedicated to the database so that someone can, top line, you can just go there and uh, see. But then uh, for those who will be able to uh, purchase the data, they will get the data in uh, Excel file, or uh, if they would like, also in Stata software. Those are the two uh, platforms we intend to save the data in. But then after some time, uh, for the respective database, uh, for the respective website for this uh, database, we intend to have it like more of an interactive website. You see, for instance, you like to see the time series of the number of authors. In the 60s, you just go to the website and you click on it. You should be able to, to see it. That's how we intend to have it, but that's still a long term.
2: I always find graphs like that very satisfying to look at and just to see the increases and like the exponential increase or maybe the increase that you expected to be there but wasn't, so I'm looking forward to that. Thank you. And I know, Socrates, you've also mentioned kind of some of the hopes and organizations that might use this database. Do you mind sharing more on that? Because that was something I personally found also
1: very interesting. Okay, so I mainly hope that... um organizations which uh, mainly fund uh, researchers for instance we 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 the database can tell you um what kind of topics uh, have people been uh, writing on so much what of kind of topics might be relevant but people don't write on uh, so my thinking is uh organizations which fund for instance the ones which fund my uh, phd the african economic research consortium can use this kind of information to really know what are some of the target areas they can uh, concentrate on. The other thing is uh, individual researchers, especially those who are more interested or find topics, uh, questions on uh, representativeness of economics intriguing to them. I'm thinking this will be quite good for them. And then of course, the government, as you initially said, um, at the end of the day, we are trying to develop this pool of economists, whether they are male, whether they are female, but this kind of data set can now also tell us uh, what kind of economists are we producing, what exactly do we need to do about it? Thank you.
2: That's great, I think. As someone who is a fan of the history of economic thought, this is the kind of data and research that I naturally enjoy, but I think given those kind of purposes and reasons, there's clearly value to having this data and seeing what research is needed and what has been done and what might need more more concentration and more focus.
0: Sure. From my side as well, um, I'm very intrigued uh, with your project and um, I really can't wait to see um, how successful it becomes. I really wish you all the best in terms of developing all your ideas and fulfilling all of your goals. Um, this was a really wonderful wonderful conversation, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and for, I think that we could um, close uh, the conversation with a more general question for you. Um, and we would like to, for you to share with us uh, if there are any women role models or um, books written by, by female authors, Uh, that you found particularly intriguing or inspiring and that you would like to share with us uh, to finish off our inspiring conversation for today?
1: Many thanks. Um, Of course, there are very many women role models. If you go to my website, I think if you really want to know who I am, if you go to my website, uh, (laughs) there is a place where I put uh, people to follow and a lot of the people that are put there are people that I admire myself. But those that come in mind and uh, have had a huge impact on my own career, Anna Margareta Fandandes, she works at the World Bank. And then we also have uh, Martha Denise Pierola, again, part of the World Bank. So this, how these two uh, great women really influenced me. The first time I got to work with the World Bank as a consultant, in the area of international trade. It is because of them. And there are people who are highly respected, uh, highly published, especially in the area of international trade. And uh, since then, (laughs) I've I've actually been one of the biggest fans of them. I, I have always looked forward to anything that has been published about them. So they are the two women that are top line. I'll tell you, I follow them so much. Thank you.
0: And thanks a lot for for sharing um, at least those two names with us. But again, I'm impressed with uh, this part of of your website where you feature all economists that actually inspire you and uh, whose work you admire. I think this is also a great idea for lots of us who are just beginning, just starting to build our websites. I think it's uh, very... It is really humble and nice to... Um, Be thankful to to people who inspired you to to be who you are, to be involved with economics. And uh, to be very honest, I'm sure that after listening to this conversation, you will be one of those uh, inspiring figures to uh, lots of our our listeners and our, our followers. And thanks a lot once more for taking time first to work on this very important piece of work. We're deeply grateful for that. And taking time to come here today to be our guests to share lots of very valuable information with us, it was indeed a very inspiring conversation for me. I learned a lot. And yeah, I I do have some main key takeaways for myself. So many thanks for for joining us today. Thank you, Socrates. This was wonderful.
1: You're very much welcome. And I look forward to more conversations like this one thank you very much Uh,
0: thanks to our listeners for following our first episode Uh, I hope you enjoyed as much as we did Uh, stay tuned and next month uh, we will come up with another inspiring story and episode for you bye bye
2: expressed in WE podcasts are those of the interviewers and the guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of the organization, its partners, other members, or any other affiliated people and organizations. We'd also like to thank Maddie Stevenson for writing and recording our original theme song. For anyone who would like to learn more about the Women in Economics initiative, please find us online as well as on most social media channels.